Are you a small business owner that's ready to grow your business through social media without having to hire a full-time staff or a third-party company? Honor your business and yourself and become educated in social media. Visit thesocialweb.news for more information. The Social Web and The Social Web Inner Circle, helping you untangle the web of social media marketing. A lot of fun. Yes, Silverwood is great. I love that you can get in an inner tube, float down the lazy river, mosey on up to the bar. get yourself a drink they have, and still keep floating. They have stools Where at the bar. Where else can you do that? They have stools at in the, the bar. Place. That's right. <laughs> they have stools at the bar where you actually can go up to the bar and sit on the stool in the water. Yeah. So it's pretty fun. Most people don't. They keep floating. But... Yeah, as, as you would. With a drink in your hand mm-hmm. on a 90 plus degree day. Yes. It's been a long week, right? Are you ready to wind down? Why not? It's time for the Wine Time Fridays podcast with Shelly and Phil. Neither are sommeliers, but both have a deep passion for life, each other, and delicious wine. And now, here to talk about this week over a glass of wine is Shelly and Phil. It's wine time. Hello again, and welcome to another episode of Wine Time Fridays. That little thing was Shelly Webb's idea, and I've loved it. We are actually both wearing headphones for the first time in a month as we as we record, because we have no guests other than each other. Oh, no. <laughs> what are we going to talk about? Oh, just a few things. Uh, Shelly. Yes? Happy Friday. I'm it's, glad it's Friday. It's wine time. <laughs> there was some vigor in that one. Oh my goodness. Is July 9th. Yeah. Already July 9th. I know that's hard to believe. And uh we are starting this episode of three unique wines to get you through the this, hot summer day. Yeah, these are going to be perfect. So I just poured us some Albarino mm-hmm. from Elsom Cellars. How many vintages do you think Elsom Cellars has done of Albarino? Oh, uh, I know. This is their first their Albarino very first. to be released. Yeah. So this is really special. It is. Now, there's a little caveat to that. We'll talk about, not a caveat, but an uh, addendum. Addendum. (laughs) Uh, Let's go ahead and toast it up. Go ahead. You want me to do it? The whole thing? To health, wealth, and abundance. Gratitude. Romance. And peace on earth. And darling, your your giggles. (laughs) Your kisses. (laughs) (laughs) This smells so good, though. Mm -hmm. The cork tastes great, too. You got a little cork in yours? (laughs) I'm never going to say put a cork in it with you. Okay. 
unless we're actually putting a cork back in a bottle. Mm, that's a good idea. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is really crisp, really fruity. We actually have some winemaker notes. Very tropical. It is. Yeah, very tropical. Yeah. Um, so before we kind of get to the winemaker's notes on this, I wanted to just say we are going to, there's a very good chance, a high chance actually, that we're going to actually have Jody Elsom with Elsom Cellars on as a guest. We're not exactly sure when. It could be as soon as next week. Wow. Still waiting to hear back from her. But uh, we won't be tasting through this, but we will be tasting through some other Elsom wines. Uh, we have a few bottles downstairs, but this is sensational. Really is. I can close my eyes, and with the heat that's I know is outside these doors, which is only low 90s, uh, this week, this week has been in the nineties, but we see some hundred degree temperatures coming again, coming again in a couple, uh, three days. Yeah. But that's okay. It's not snowing. So I'm not complaining. <laughs> no way. Jose, uh, I can close my eyes and feel myself on a dock somewhere on a boat, hearing all the playfulness on the water and just that smell of the lake mm -hmm. and this wine going in my mouth and down my throat. <laughs> mm. So the uh, winemaker. The winemaker is Rebecca Weber. <laughs> thank you. Um, what are her notes for this well, Albarino? I, I don't know if she wrote the notes, but she recommends a, um, a grilled mahi-mahi. Oh, interesting. This, which would be really good. So some kind of a um, more solid fish. Like mahi mahi, maybe cod. No, not cod. What am I thinking of? Um, not, yeah, cod. Is it cod? Like a, a ling cod. Yeah, and the mahi mahi, and maybe a bass. Yeah. You know, we're having grilled Caesar salad tonight. I'll bet that also this would go with that. Probably because this, the chicken is pretty light, and Caesar mm -hmm. salad is pretty light, and this is a pretty light. I think they'd complement each other pretty well. Um, so yeah. In this, there's citrus, green apple, and assorted tropical fruit. So I get the green apple. Mm hmm. And I get some mango, maybe. This has got a lot of acid on it. Mm hmm. It's really delicious. Summer wines probably do have a lot of acid on them because they don't have a lot of oak. You know, why we're doing this episode is because. It seems like, and we've had this conversation recently, <clears throat> we drink a lot of Chardonnay in this house. It's because of me. <laughs> I like Be Chardonnay. Be that as it may. I know it's like the Starbucks of coffee, but I like Chardonnay. You mean the Starbucks of wine? No. Oh. Starbucks is to coffee, which Chardonnay is to wine, wine. because gotcha. it's too common for some people. I mean, it can be, it is, but it's also um, comfort, right? We don't have to think about it too much. Yeah. You don't it's have to just... think about wine every time we pour a bottle, right? Yes, we do. <laughs> really? Okay. <laughs> I, I am so sorry. I did not mean to say that. You don't just gulp down our wine. No, I wasn't no saying that. I'm just saying that it is, we can over, sometimes we can just kind of get too into it or overthink it too. I don't know what I'm saying. I don't know. 
Well, <laughs> hey, how did last weekend go in the heat of the parade on the 4th of July? This is our first parade back. We are back. And so even though it was very warm and we had to not wear our normal formal dressy costumes. Boo. Yeah, that was kind of sad. Um, it's, it was still good to be back in a parade. And tomorrow, another parade. Another parade in Post Falls, Idaho. Yep. If you're listening to this on July 9th, just know July 10th in Post Falls, that's tomorrow, another parade with the Divas. And I bet we're not wearing our dresses tomorrow either. <laughs> yeah, that's unbelievable. Anyway, welcome back to the to the parade circuit and all of that. That's that's great. It's it is like summer's in full swing. Um, this episode, we won't necessarily talk about the word yet, but we are going to officially introduce the Wine Time Friday's Wine Word of the Week. We're going to... Wine gonna, Word of the Week. Yeah, because, okay, so this is something you are fairly passionate about with this podcast. You know, you don't really want, want to, to do... Teach. Exactly. We want to have a little education. I want to have a little fun. Between the two of us, we're going to get everything done. <gasps> <laughs> no, don't even go there. That's a dad joke. Because you should see, she started moving away from the mic, and her eyes are like flipping up and down, like, you know, you get away from me, you creepy dad. Um, we'll try to, I, that's the only jokes I have are dad jokes. I'm a dad. I make stupid <laughs> jokes. What can I say? Uh, oh, by the way, we were up at Silverwood a week ago. That was fun. That was fun. Yeah. The, the, um, the gardens are beautiful. There are 10,000 plants planted at Silverwood. That's a lot of plants. That is a lot of plants, but it's beautiful. And they have to hand water each and every one of those. No. Probably not. Probably not. No, but there's a lot of people there, a lot of people having fun, uh, eating, you know, food. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that is the the Dippin' Dots and the... Dippin' Dots and their waffle cones. (laughs) I saw somebody walk by with a waffle gun and a whole bunch of whipped cream. All yeah. over it. I was like, oh, boy, oh, boy. Uh, that would be a fat pill. But a lot of fun. Yes. Silverwood is great. I love that you can get in an inner tube, float down the lazy river, uh, mosey on up to, uh, the to bar. get yourself a drink they have, and still keep floating. They have stools Where else at the can bar. can you do that? They have stools at in the, the bar. public place. That's right. <laughs> they have stools at the bar where you actually can go up to the bar and sit on the stool in the water. Yeah. So it's pretty fun. Most people don't. They keep floating. But yeah, as, as you would, with a drink in your hand mm-hmm. on a 90-plus degree day. Yes. Um, okay, so you're not done with your Albarino yet. Uh, we've got a lot of things to talk about, and we're going to try to hit this in 20 minutes or less today. Oh, I get to finish this. So... I'm going to do this real quick. And this may not have the pop as the last bottle did because I pre-popped it. Pre-popped it. Well, not bad. <laughs> this is the cutest little thing, wasn't it? Okay, wine number one was Elsom Cellars Albarino from Yakima Valley. Price point, $28. 28 bucks. A 2020. It was a 2020. That's correct. Yes. Oh, 2020. Someday we're going to look back at those wines, the red wines from 2020, and go, oh, my God, you made it through. Yeah. Just like us. (laughs) This is a little 
slice of deliciousness. We've had this before. 2018 Campillo El Sueño White Rioja. From the $24 at the Culinary Stone. But it may not be available any longer. Yeah, not down there. Uh, In fact, I I talked with Trevor about this wine uh, earlier today. And he said, uh, this wine isn't available again. And he's not going to bring in a wine he hasn't tasted. So there are White Riojas out there. But they're not always readily available. And we brought this one in at a $24 price point for what you're getting. Whoo. So, what do you like about white Riojas? What do I? Mm-hmm. That's a trick question. Um, so we went, we, we talked about this house drinking too much Chardonnay. This has got Chardonnay in it. It does. Uh, so it's going to be a little bit uh, different terroir, different um, taste. It's from to- Spain. Right? Uh, it is from Spain. That's right. And it's got uh, something. Here, let's just toast it up so we can taste this. Cheer giggles. Cheer kisses. Cheersing. Cheersing. Hashtag cheersing. Now Brian's going to be on every. Brian's going to push Gary Vaynerchuk for more um, name drops. <laughs> what do you get? What do you get from this? Tobacco. Hmm. Which I, not, I did not expect to get. Like. Tobacco before it's been burnt. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. So this has got a little bit of, of Viura in it. V-I-U-R-A. That's correct. And Chardonnay. Um, right. Uh, the nose on this is overtly oaky, while the mouth feels punched up by lemony acidity is what the notes say from the wine enthusiast. But it's got a really different nose. I would say lemony on the nose, too. A dominant wood spice flavor rests on top of mute citrus. I can definitely smell the oak on this, but like I said, it comes across like this raw tobacco. Interesting. Very interesting. So I did a little looking at the the grape viura and this grape is used a lot in rioja okay uh um, macabio also called viura or uh macabu right macabu yeah macabu um, is a white variety of grape that's grown in rioja it's widely grown in the rioja region of, so that's northern Spain. Yep, northeastern Spain, yep. And um, anyway, it, it is also grown in Languedoc as well, uh, part of France. But this one is not. This one comes from Spain. So yeah. there you go. Right. We needed to kind of sift through that a little bit. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> these are not These are not wines that we have all the time. And so it's a constant learning or education. Of, of these wines. Um, but this is very easy drinking, too. It's lighter. <laughs> lighter than an oaky Chardonnay, but it still has some oak. Mm-hmm. It's probably, I don't know if it would have been the best choice to go after the Albareño. We maybe should have started with this? No, probably at the very end, maybe this one. This probably goes with heartier summer dishes. So, I don't know, maybe a pasta primavera, Ooh. something like that with some Parmesan in it. Pasta Primavera, it 
Oh, it doesn't it, have any meat. So, yes, the pasta primavera. It's sort of a fettuccine sauce, Alfredo sauce on a pasta with vegetables, basically. Yeah. Which we haven't had for a very long time. No, and we with these temps like this, it's not a bad one to go with, right? It's not. Oh, s- let's change our mind for dinner tonight. Really? <laughs> no, because I don't have the vegetables. Okay. But we're going to start grilling vegetables more often. By the way, we've had some awesome guests the last three weeks. Speaking of nice vegetables. Nice right? Good vegetables. segue, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, huge thanks to all of our guests. We had the Mans three weeks ago. Trevor from the Culinary Zone. Trevor Treller. Treller a couple weeks ago. And then just last week we had Mark and Debbie. Um, and then, like you just mentioned, like I segued in, the <laughs> grilled vegetables were really good. Mm-hmm. Debbie was not entirely sold that they were going to be, but they were fantastic. They were. And we had uh, grilled chicken, and we had grilled steak. and uh, Some yummy bread. Yeah, it was fantastic. And, re- and a great dessert. It was. We'd, it was apple and huckleberry pie. I, I don't remember. <laughs> I just remember it was really good. It was good. But we had those four wines, and each of those wines went with a part of that dinner, which is fantastic. And that was really what our whole point was last week, is trying to find wines that would be versatile enough to go with different barbecues, right? Mm-hmm. So that was fun. And uh, so thanks to all the guests that did that. Before we get into uh, our next wine, Shelly and I need a little chance to finish this. We're Because the music is playing right now, we are going to hear <laughs> from our... Cave B sponsor right now. Cave B Estate Winery is a place where stories are created and memories made. And the Cave B Estate Winery Wine Club is a gift that keeps on giving with a variety of club levels from two to three bottle clubs to customer choice and case level clubs. And with each club, there are wine discounts, free tastings, yearly free event space in our cave for higher levels to an annual free social gathering. No matter which club level you choose, the Cave Bee Wine Club is a whole lot of fun. Join today or purchase a year membership as a gift for your wine-loving friend. And to learn more how you can experience a setting that allows you to be inspired through delicious wine, friendly staff, exciting events, and beautiful views, please visit cavebee.com or simply call 509-785-3500. Welcome back. Because I didn't do it correctly. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Now it can go on the front. That's awesome. Anyway, uh, welcome back. We're back. We are uh, actually moving along pretty well. As I look, we're not really, but that's okay. Uh... We're, at some point, we're going to get back to 20-minute episodes. We'll get there. Okay. But we're pa- honestly, I think we have so many people that are enjoying this. They're like, no, we want more of you. I don't think so. Oh, okay. It's <laughs> uh, like, hurry up. I've got to mow the lawn. <laughs> maybe they're listen, listening while they mow the lawn. We know we have Mark Cook, who was on last week. He listens to us while he tends his vineyards. Oh, yeah. That's so exciting. I know. Um, We have people that uh, work during the day listening to us in the background. 
And so this is pretty cool that, uh, you know, we're going to start giving shout outs to like our neighbor, Matt <laughs> and Brenda, who are always listening to this just so they keep listening just in case we mention <laughs> exactly. their name. <laughs> Oh, we do like that they listen. Uh, anyway, so enough of this skullduggery. Let's move on. I wanted to say that we have some, another new sponsor, which we've heard from in the past, actually, Studio 107. But we have a number of bottle shops that we have sp- that are sponsors to this episode. To but this that's not podcast. why we like them. We've no, been there anyway. No, I've, I've written down a number of bottle shops on this list that I wanted to talk about quickly and... A number of them are not uh, sponsors at all. So bottle shops in your neighborhood are a great place to buy wine if you want to learn more about the wines. Because the people in the bottle shops, they know their wines. They know what they purchase. And they're all going to be a little different, a little unique. Because of the owner of the bottle shop, in theory, should they have a different a, a different taste profile. Customer avatar. Yes, and they do. And so it's it's kind of cool uh, when you can go in and, for instance, I asked at Studio 107 today, I'm looking for a wine that's a little off the beaten path. And he gave me a wine that's got 50% Tempranillo grown in a vineyard in Texas and 50% temp- um, Syrah that was grown in a vineyard in Washington State. That will be fun to taste through. That will be. That should be really interesting. You know, I mean. Who knew that Texas could grow wine? Well, and then. Grapes, wine grapes. Well, but. And to there's a and story then, behind those two, mm-hmm. and we'll get into that when we feature that wine at some point down the road. But it, it's very cool, you know. And so if you visit your local bottle shop, you'll get an idea, kind of, uh, you'll resonate with it one way or another, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and for our Coeur d'Alene listeners. Yes. So thank you for that. Um, we have the Culinary Stone, which obviously we've talked at great length about. Uh, Studio 107. These are just a few, okay? Mm-hmm. Corlane Fresh. Fresh. Uh, the Dinner Party. Possibilities. We have the Cork and Tap, which is kind of a bar bottle shop. They, I, I kind of... They have music. They have music. Well, and so does um, Studio 107. So does Corlane Fresh. Oh, so true. And actually, the Culinary Stone has had music like at their barbecues and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in their wine club, they ha- they bring music in. There's also um, the new one, Wine House. Wine House. Which we we've have not, not been, there. been there. No, we need to go there. Um, and great things happen there. Like in the summer, this summer at some of these places, uh, there's a Cadence wine tasting on July 24th at Studio 107. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. There's... Why no Wednesday? We really need to start doing that. We can. The divas aren't practicing on Wednesdays <laughs> after while, after while. tomorrow. Yes. Oh, we should go do that. Okay, let's do it. Why no Wednesday? It's like bingo, right? It is. And you get to drink wine while playing bingo. But there are only four letters in why no. Well, maybe it's a smaller card. Is it why no's? I don't know. But do you remember we did we that? We did play it. Like, 18 years ago that or so. Possibilities. Oh, that's where it was. Possibilities. Gotcha. So they do that on Wednesdays around 5.30 at Coeur d'Alene Fresh. Um, the wine classes at Colin- the Culinary Stone. Um, actually, through August, they're Saturday and Sunday instead of just Sunday. Yep. So that's kind of cool. You forgot one place, though. What did I forget? It's a winery in the shops 
at the Coeur Resort. They have a great rosé. Oh, yeah, but that's uh, actual a winery. That's it is not a winery, a shop. but they have... Castaway. Oh, Castaway Cellar, yeah. Yeah, we'll have Castaway. Castaway Cellars. We will have Castaway Cellars on this episode. Thank you, Shelley Webb. Not this episode. No, I always say that. Thank you, Shelley Webb. On this podcast, we will have Castaway Cellars. At some point, we have. At some point. And speaking of Cork and Tap which we mentioned, we hung out with Todd Hornby there mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago. Well, we went there to see Todd play. Because we knew he was retiring playing and he's retiring at the church, from the church. Yeah. Yes. And Todd's music is actually on this episode, for reals, mm-hmm. Wine Time Friday, music that you hear and love every week, that Todd wrote and recorded that. And then our The Social Web. He did, he did ours, and and now his uh, his recording studio has blown up. Oh, no, that's Yeah, true. so that well, can we'll you see. finish your wine? Okay, and our last unique wine. Shelly is going to talk to you about that. I am. <laughs> I stumble over this like a big old hurdle. It's French. You can't take French and Spanish and... Pronounce either one of them correctly. This huh. is a 2020 Pickpool de Panay by Jadex. Yep. And it's from the dinner party. So tell <laughs> us about Pickpool de Panay. Uh, let me toast this so you can at least sip it while I am talking about it. Oh. Cheers. Cheer giggles. Cheer kisses. This little effervescent, isn't it? Slightly. Look at effervescence in this. This mm-hmm. is really acidic. Mm hmm. Um, so, a little bit about this. Very well, green apple. Yeah. Super tart. Um, it, it's not grapefruit tart like a Sauvignon Blanc, but it is Granny Whoa. Smith uh, tart. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Pickpool, also, no, well, Pickpool is an ancient white wine grape varietal of the traditional and prolific Languedoc, Roussillon. Did I say that right? Roussillon or Roussillon? Roussillon. R-O-U-S-S-I-L-L-O-N. Roussillon. The Languedoc-Roussillon region in southern France. It literally means... Let's say Roussillon. Roussillon? Roussillon. The name Picpoule translates literally as stings the lip. (laughs) And is a reference to the grape's mouth-wateringly high acidity. Ah. And it is, mm-hmm. for sure. Now, this is in the Languedoc uh, region. And the reason I wanted to mention that is that we had a wine this week. And Shelly doesn't even know this. I uh, don't know that we had a wine. Well, no, you know we had the wine. But this particular wine that we had, which was the um, Domaine de la Ligre. Oh. Mm-hmm. Les Sims. Les Sims. Yeah. He said Les Sim. Well, you know, um, by the way, great segue there. We're going to have Sam Doyle from Wine Library on in August. And uh, we'll get into all of that. But he's the one that does this with Gary on the Gary V Wine Club, does these videos. And that's what you're referencing to the way mm-hmm. he pronounced that. Um 
it had it, it it was also from the Languedoc region of France. Right. That, and so that's why I wanted to say that it had a blend of 45% Syrah, 30% Grenache and 15 Mavadre and 10% Carignan. Um, I know we're bouncing all over the place, but Languedoc. Yeah. So this Pic Poule de Panier. Pic Poule de Panier. <sighs> I do a much better drinking this than I do saying it. Oh, no. <laughs> um, this is really delicious what's okay. this one cost honey i think i already said it but oh. it's 18 dollars, and it yeah it's from jdex and that is the one most people recommend when they're talking about pick pool de panay <laughs> for those who go around searching for it oh man it's got a delicious finish it is delicious yeah this is just such a really fun different wine again it's it's nice to have your go-to wines, whether you're Pinot Gris or Pinot Grigio or whatever. Yep. What? I, some people like that. That's or a Chardonnay or Sauvignon Blanc. Go and find these Albarinos, the Vino Verdes, if you will, right? Mm-hmm. The, the Picpou Pinay, de Pinay. <laughs> I'll screw it up every time. And the other one we had. Yeah, what was that? That was the White Rioja, uh, which is basically a Chardonnay with a a grape that grows in another one that grows in the Rioja region. So uh, let's talk about our Wine Time Friday's Wine Work of the Week. Punt. Are you punting to me or is there a punt involved in wine? This is not about football. It's not. And if I were to tell you the the punts on each of these three bottles, they have all different punts. The last one that we had, the Pic Pool de Panay, almost has no punt at all. Wow. Almost flat on the bottom. So the, the punt is the crevice in the bottom of the the, the bottom of the bottle. Mm-hmm. The indentation. Found. Yeah, that's a better word. Yeah, in the base of a wine bottle. Uh, it, its depth is often thought to be related to wine quality, with the better quality wines having a deeper punt. Is that true? Well, there. I having done research, I have read that it's kind of uh, a, a, what, what do they call that? A, a, a wives' tale. Um, I believe that because I wouldn't believe the punt would have much to do with it. No, a lot of times they can make a bottle bigger. It's still going to fit the same amount. That's right, but the bottle is bigger, the punt is deeper, so mm-hmm. it holds the same amount of wine. But you have the perception and the psychology that you're getting more wine. Uh, it's kind of crazy. What's that word we used to say? Um, uh, perceived value. Yes, perceived yeah. value. Okay, so there's a perceived value when the punt is deeper and the bottle is heavier. Right. And now you can charge two hundred fifty dollars instead of forty five. <laughs> well, I those bottles are more expensive, so you do have to make. But if a bottle costs another two bucks more, and you're marking that up five dollars more, now you know. So it, it's a lot. Anyway, you're right. It is perceived value, uh, but we're going to try to do some of these every week. Is we need to get in the habit of doing that, but we're going to do our best. Come up with these wine words of the week to educate, right? Okay. And so again, because we skipped it, um, on the pig pool de panay, that would probably pair well with some seafood dishes. Um, mm. 
um, oysters or some shrimp, things like that. Not heavy sauces, some lighter seafood dishes. Should I get some oysters? <laughs> and we can grill some oysters. Yeah, go right over there to the marketplace in Seattle and get some. Yeah, I'm not going to do that, but there is a, a fish place here in, in town. Uh, we are on, num- on episode number 64. Uh, I've only got one person. Do you have an... I, I didn't... To be honest, I didn't know that this guy wore number 64, but I certainly know who this guy is. If you so, knew this, I would be blown away. I would love I you even more. I don't, but I know who number 64 of our 19th... Oh, no, I'm not going to tell you the year. High school <laughs> <You're> football team. <laughs> Your 1987 high school football team? Yeah, no. <laughs> so, shout out to Jim Wiskirchen. Number Jim Wiskirchen was number 64? Yes. What's up, Jim? Yes, and I think he went on to Arizona. He played for Arizona for a while. Wildcats. Yep. My best friend in high school had a crush on him. But not you? My you... best friend did not have a crush on me. No. no. I was thinking you didn't have a crush crush on Jim Wiskirchen. No. You it, have, wasn't, it wasn't me. You kind of like quarterbacks. Yes. I play quarterback. <laughs> I know. Okay, this is good. <laughs> quarterbacks at war number 15? Okay, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go with that. You're horrible. Okay. Jerry Kramer played with the, with the Packers. Uh-huh. Um, big time player with the Packers. Former University University of Idaho oh. Vandal, wow, who now lives in Boise, went to Sandpoint High School. I think I, I want to say he went to Sandpoint High School here mm. in in uh, Northern Idaho. Was an offensive lineman for the Packers during the heralded Vince Lombardi era. I think there were like ten Packers that are in the Hall of Fame from that Vince Lombardi era. And he's one of them. And he's one of them. Not Bart Starr though. Pfft, nothing. No. No? Yeah, he was. <laughs> oh, <all right. laughs> Do you want to tell us real quick so we can get out of here and enjoy the evening yeah. uh, and let other everybody else do the same? Yeah. Uh, what did we have for wines this week? So we had our beloved J. Lower Chardonnay. We had Domaine de Langley Les Sem, Alawan Pinot Noir, and Tangley Oak Chardonnay. That's all we had. That's interesting. Would you... Um, would you believe I may have forgot one? No. What? I'm not going to say. We'll let them hang on the edge of their seat. Next week. <laughs> next week we're it's going to we're going to have a Shiraz and or a Syrah in honor of Shiraz Day or is it Shiraz? Well, if you're from Australia, I guess it is Shiraz. Shiraz okay. <laughs> Shiraz Day is uh the 22nd of July. And coming up really fast, Wine is Like Music with Phil Marchand on the 23rd, National Wine and Cheese Day. We should on have. On the 25th? Yeah, we should have Cheesemo and Wine Cheesemo Lady on for Wine and Cheese Day. <laughs> That'd be fun. Cheesemo is gossip. It's, it has nothing to do with cheese. No, but Cheesemo sounds like cheese, like baby cheeses. I know. Well, well maybe we should <laughs> reach out to her. I think that'd be good. Albarino Days, August 1st through 5th. They get. Six days? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's not like rosé. The entire month of August is rosé month. Good. Right? Rosé all month. That rhymes. Rosé all day for 31 days. 
that's perfect. And White Wine Day, the 4th of August. Do you want to thank our sponsors? Of course. <laughs> thank you, KV. We always love talking about KV and their great wines and their beautiful property. Mm. Thank you to Cardland Fresh, a great place to hang out in the evenings, drink wine, play games. Marla, Carlos, Blake, and the whole team. And eat Marla's um, homemade mm. Chex Mix. It's so good. It is really good. She puts some little fun stuff in there, doesn't she? She does. Yeah. And the social web. That's us. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I forgot to say last week? Mm. With just a little bit of knowledge, wine becomes so much less overwhelming. And so that was for last week. But for this week, with just a little bit of knowledge, wine becomes a lot less overwhelming. Have a great weekend, and we will see you next week. I love that sentence hanging. We're out. Located in downtown Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, Coeur d'Alene Fresh Wine Bar is a place to meet friends, relax, and just be Coeur d'Alene. Whether you're enjoying wines by the bottle, wines by the glass, or craft beer, from our fresh craft beer bar, the pulse of Coeur d'Alene runs through Coeur d'Alene Fresh. And Club Fresh Wine Club has its perks with its exclusive speakeasy in the back. It's your personal tasting room. Club Fresh Wine Club is one of the most exciting and flexible wine clubs in the Pacific Northwest. Visit CoeurDelaneFresh.com for more information. Thank you for spending part of your day to wind down with Shelly and Phil. Remember, you can listen to any episode of the Wine Time Fridays podcast by visiting WineTimeFridays.com or wherever you get your podcasts. And join us on our Wine Time Fridays Facebook page, Instagram, or on Twitter, which is at Vintage Tweets, for daily conversation. Until next week, here's our toast to you. To health, wealth, abundance, gratitude, peace on earth, and of course, romance. <laughs>